What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. Today, I want to talk about the fact that 98% of our DNA is programmed to help us sleep better. And yet, we are doing almost everything possible to go against that 98% programming. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, when I talk about the 98%, I'm discussing our circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm is when the sun goes up and when the sun goes down. And that is indicative of our sleeping schedule, our natural sleeping cycle. So 98% of our DNA goes along with that same cycle, meaning that our DNA will send indications to our body, our brain, our chemistry, our, our entire makeup telling us when we are supposed to wake up and when we are supposed to go to sleep. That's why typically midday, we don't feel like we need to go to sleep in the same way that we do at night. And that is something that is detrimental in being able to understand that everything within our bodies is designed in a way to help to promote sleep. And when we think about that for a second, one might argue, why is it then that I have so much trouble falling asleep? And we need to go back for a second and pretend that we are our ancient, ancient, ancient ancestors living in these caves, making it our our due diligence every day to be hunters and gatherers. And think about the fact that if we were back in the Stone Ages, we would not have been outside when it was nighttime because at nighttime we would have become the prey. Could you just imagine for a second if there were no houses, no trains, no vehicles, nothing flying around in the sky unless it was an animal? And think about the vast amount of wildlife that would have existed at that time in comparison to how it is now. And just think about being in your cave at night and having only your fire to keep you warm and the sounds that you might hear coming from the outside of your cave. I don't think there would be any chance in hell that anybody would wander outside of that cave when it was dark out. And it's for the simple fact that at that time, we wouldn't cruise around because we were the prey. And something changed, right? Evolution happened. And now we have technology where we are having these conscious and subconscious disruptors everywhere in our lives. And the number one disruptor is that cell phone that we carry around. There are these blue gamma rays that are emitted from almost every light. If you were to pause for a second and look at your house, whether it's the light bulbs or the little digital the little digital time that's on your, um, your oven or your microwave or that little light that you see turn on on the television box or the little light that you see on the charger on your laptop, there's a little blue light that I'm seeing on this microphone that, that we're talking into. There is so much that is going against that 98% makeup. And our bodies don't understand. Right now, it's, it's midday. But if it wasn't midday and we were sitting in this room, our bodies would be very, very confused because the 98% of us would be fighting against what could very well be this 98% of the, the opposition to our circadian rhythm with all of these lights and these distractors that we don't understand on a chemical level what is happening. 
And we need to understand why that is so important, because if we do, then that 98%, could you imagine having a 98% efficiency with your sleep? It could be possible within a week's time, I can guarantee you. But we have grown so conditioned to all of these things that go against our sleep cycle that we use excuse after excuse after excuse. I I can't imagine, and Clint, I'm going to pick on you for a second. I can't imagine what it would be like for you to sit in silence for two hours without the television on and without your cell phone in your hand two hours before you went to bed. (laughs) I couldn't even fall asleep. In my and, and that's my own mental programming programming associated to that, and it's something like I I'll go back to my childhood and think of is I've always had issues with falling asleep. It's not sleeping. Once I'm asleep, I'm good, but it's falling asleep. And I'm gonna guess that you have always had that television going on in your room. No, actually, I didn't. Um, I didn't have a television to my room till I was probably twelve, maybe thirteen. But even going back to the early ages, I, like I'm, I'm picturing myself on my bunk bed inside my room. I just had the upper bunk, and and underneath was my desk and stuff. And I didn't have a TV, and and I would go to bed, and I would lay there for, it seemed like forever. It took me hours to fall asleep, and this was before I had so much the stressors of life going on or stuff, the to do lists or anything. I've just always had that problem with falling asleep. So over time, I've conditioned myself to where I turn on a specific show at a certain time and then it knocks me out. I I will fall asleep within 10 minutes of that show being on because it just shuts my mind off and I can mindlessly fall asleep to that. And then I end up going to bed and then, then I can instantly fall asleep from that point. But back on the 26th, of August, we had talked about programming algorithms. So that might not be the healthiest of algorithms, but it's definitely an example of how using an algorithm like that, if I turn on this shit show, then I will fall asleep, would be beneficial to your sleep. So it is recommended that we try to eliminate technology upwards of two hours before we go to bed. So that really would mean, and if you wanted to go all out, this is what a night like that would look like. You would not have these fluorescent lights on. You certainly would not have your cell phone in your hand. The television would not be on. They sell these dark out curtains, so you would have those. They also sell these little stickers that you can use to cover up every little LED light that is an indicator of usually when we have a device turned off, we see that little indicator light turn on. And there's little stickers that will block that out. Instead of having um, even candlelight, they sell these red lights that are light bulbs that are red that you could use. And you would use that to brush your teeth before you went to bed. And you would stay and sit with yourself in your mind and with your own thoughts instead of using anything external. So even something like reading and starting to create that stimulus would be a no-no in terms of allowing ourselves to dive back into that 98% sleep efficiency. And yet we we use so many different excuses and reasons as to why we can't do that. That's impossible, right? I would never fall asleep without the TV on. When Clint's not here, that TV is not on <laughs> inside of our house, period. I, I, I've never, in my adult life, it's just not something that I I like to have. We don't even have a television inside of our bedroom for that very reason. 
Um, so that would probably be a great first step is if you are one to have a television in your room. I had, I had just had this conversation with an officer named Justin Hess, and we were talking about how the bedroom is for sleep and sex only, period. Um, another thing is that a lot of people don't know that caffeine has a half-life. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. So you're, you're this prime coffee connoisseur. So it's kind of cool to be able to educate you on this. But what the half-life of caffeine is, is that you can drink your, your caffeine now and you will have half of the influence of that caffeine now. And the half-life of that caffeine will kick in about five to six hours later. So you're getting 50% of it now, 50% of it five to six hours later. And what that means is if you were to consume you know, coffee at noon, let's say, then you can expect that at five, you might start to feel the second half of that caffeine start to kick in, which is important to understand because if you decide that you're going to drink a monster at 5 p.m. and you want to go to bed by 8 p.m., it's probably not a good idea because you'll you'll feel the effects of that second half of the caffeine about five to six hours after you consume it. So these are all important things, I think, for us to understand that It's in our genetic code. Our bodies were designed this way to be able to have proficient rest. And when we pause for a moment and think about how beautiful it would be to have that sleep, and I'm one of the lucky few that I don't have to think about it. I know exactly what it's like to be able to fall asleep with the sunset and to be able to wake up with the sunrise. You know, I most nights will fall asleep before the sun even goes down. And that's because I'm um, so programmed with sleep efficiency and I do a lot of mental tricks and hacks to make sure that my sleep is as good as it can be to where I wake up with the sunrise or much before the sun even rises and then I get a good night of sleep. But it's all about education and knowledge and understanding what the biology makeup of our bodies is, especially as that relates to our sleep. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.